0: the world's economies run on their supply chains. Understanding them is the key to keeping global products moving. Welcome to Supply Chain in the Fast Lane, a series of business podcasts co-produced by the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. In this initial series of episodes, we explore the current state of logistics. Supply Chain in the Fast Lane is sponsored by Here Technologies. Accelerate your business with spatial intelligence. Today's episode focuses on third-party logistics. Here's your moderator, Supply Chain Quarterly's Executive Editor, Susan Lacefield.
1: Hello, everyone, and welcome. Andy Moses has joined us today to talk about the outlook for the third-party logistics provider industry, also known as 3PLs. Andy is the Senior Vice President of Sales and Solutions for Penske Logistics. So Andy, what are some of the biggest challenges facing third-party logistics providers in 2022?
2: Well, it's been quite a dynamic environment, although our listeners, I think, all all know that. Um, I would say some of the key things that we've been managing have been uh, people shortages. Um, In our business, uh, warehouse forklift operators, truck drivers, are very important, but also supervisors and managers uh, at our various sites. Since our business plays out across hundreds of sites around North America and elsewhere around the world, so having enough people, having the right skilled people to do all the work, uh, has been one of the challenges we've been we've been navigating. And then, and then I would say there's all the pandemic-related disruptions uh, in terms of what we've been able to do: meeting uh, with customers, meeting meeting with people. Um, Staffing in some of our facilities, just general disruptions driven by COVID, um, which knock on wood, seem to be getting a bit better here lately. And let's hope that trend continues, Susan.
1: Indeed. Um, Speaking of the pandemic, has that changed the nature of the relationship between 3PLs and their customers? Are there certain services they're looking for now that they maybe wasn't as much in demand in the past?
2: i think any kinds of challenges and disruptions tend to drive uh good partnerships tend to make existing partnerships stronger um Mm. and so um so has the pandemic changed the nature of the relationships um i think we've learned a lot together uh, and, and in that process found more things that we should be doing together um specifically i would say that uh, shippers have benefited from aligning with partners who can assemble multiple sources of freight capacity. Um, and so, if uh, if a private fleet or dedicated fleet uh, is challenging to be staffed, well, what other sources of capacity are available, and what resources can the provider bring to the table? So, I think that's been important. Um, probably the the combination of services has been important to shippers uh, mm-hmm. in terms of. Uh, Being able to tap into multiple services to create solutions um, and freeze them up a bit in terms of the number of relationships that they have to manage. And so I think those are some of the the key things that come to mind. Um, Making sure that there are alternative paths to securing freight capacity and then really relying on, at times, multiple situations and uh, and services to create a solution that that makes sense at the at that moment for the shipper uh,
1: kind of related to that is the whole concept of supply chain resiliency, which is growing in an importance for for many shippers. Um, how is how can three pLs help shippers um, strengthen their resiliency?
2: Well, never before has our resiliency been so tested. Um, <laughs> but I would say uh, that, that really being able to predict and avoid um, disruptions is so much a part of today's landscape. So um, certainly it's you've got to have talented associates, you've gotta have systems and processes in place uh, in terms of how to navigate and, and mitigate uh, damage when things go wrong. However, things don't have to go wrong. Many things can be foreseen and predicted and navigated in advance. I'll give you an example. In the case of uh, of an oncoming storm, for example, is mm-hmm. the provider able to quickly circle um, all the transactions that might logically be affected, whether they're from suppliers or deliveries to customers or what have you within a certain service radius and then uh, assemble the means to act upon those early, adjusting routes, um, and moving things forward, moving shipments forward perhaps to mitigate what could otherwise be um, Know, disruptions to service
1: great that makes a lot of sense so one area that has been growing in importance uh, in terms of revenue for 3pls is e-commerce do you expect that trend to continue in 2022 i would say so
2: susan I, I think the um more and more generations find themselves more and more comfortable um with being part of e-commerce type transactions um mm-hmm. uh, the sheer convenience um seems to makes sense in our fast paced society today. Um, I would say, um, but there's a broader trend that's maybe sometimes lumped into this concept of e-commerce and I would say that trend is the trend of um, shippers wanting to have inventory closer to customers.
1: Ah, yes.
2: Right, so perhaps it's a speed to service, Um, whether whether that's exactly e-commerce in all situations, I'm not sure. But I am sure that, that it's going to be beneficial to meet the service requirements of, of customers today to have more freight, uh, more inventory closer to the customer. That's uh, That's been doing a lot in helping us grow our multi-client warehouse business, for example, mm. where we're able to provide more flexible solutions to allow shippers to do just that.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they certainly can't do that um, by putting up their own warehouses everywhere in, in the country or the world. They, not everyone is an Amazon who has that much capital to put out there.
2: Yeah, and I think even shippers that have the wherewithal and the resources to do it, um, let's face it, there are a lot of attractive growth opportunities available to many businesses these days. And so it's partially a matter of can they do it? Possibly. Can they do it with a good partner faster? Definitely. And so we're seeing a lot of traction uh, in that respect.
1: Great. Uh, so what about mergers and acquisitions? Should we anticipate seeing much activity in um, in that area for 3PLs in this year?
2: I do believe so, Susan. I think uh, when it comes to delivering logistics and supply chain solutions, scale matters. Yeah. And so I, I believe providers are seeing that and shippers are seeing that. And so... Um, it can be limiting to have and an invest in a great partnership and then realize it's only a regional solution and not perhaps a broader solution to a given shippers need. So I would say that shippers uh, are certainly finding uh, partnering with those providers that have scale uh, that can partner with them in multiple geographies and across multiple service offerings. There's clearly a benefit to that. Mm-hmm. And, uh, so I think you'll see Uh, providers continuing to grow uh, organically, but also through strategic acquisitions. And I would foresee, um, and a lot of this is tech-fueled as well, uh, bringing on new tech-related capabilities. So I don't think this trend is something that's going to be with us just for the short term. I think we'll see this continue as the logistics industry, which is somewhat fragmented, begins to consolidate over the next couple
1: of decades. So for customers, this consolidation may be a good thing in a way.
2: Well, I think it can be because um, it just provides speed and simplicity. Mm -hmm. Um, You've got a partner that understands your business model, that knows how to work with your team, that understands your company culture and the things that are most important to you as a shipper. um, Then as your business takes you different places and into different arenas, um, you can scale that up much more quickly than if you've got to um, sort of train a new provider in in every market where you want to, where you want to make an impact. So yeah, I would say so, Susan.
1: Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Well, I think that is about all the time we have available for today. Andy, thank you again for joining us.
2: My pleasure, Susan. Have a great afternoon.
1: You too. Again, we have been speaking with Andy Moses from Penske Logistics. I am Susan Lacefield and this has been Supply Chain in the Fast Lane.
0: Supply Chain in the Fast Lane is a co-production of the Council of Supply Chain Management Professionals and Supply Chain Quarterly. This episode has been brought to you by Here Technologies. Accelerate your business with spatial intelligence. We encourage you to subscribe to Supply Chain in the Fast Lane wherever you get your podcasts.